welcome to Growing, a podcast about birth, babies, and beyond. I'm your host, Beth. I'm a midwife, a business owner, and a mum. If you're anything like me, you find yourself wearing many hats, and this can be fun and hard and everything in between. So I'm here to offer support and solidarity for whatever season of growth you find yourself in. Let's go. Welcome back to Growing. This is episode five. Today we're doing something a little bit different. I thought I would share my experience with early pregnancy, how I found out I was pregnant, how I felt, some of the challenges I faced, and what I'll be doing differently next pregnancy. We often share birth stories, but we rarely share pregnancy stories, yet this is the part that goes for months. My little one is just over one now, so this is taking me back a bit, but my pregnancy with Poppy was very much planned. We were engaged and meant to be married in November of 2020. Like many other couples, this plan got completely turned on its head due to the pandemic. And so facing the possibility of the wedding being delayed another year, maybe even two, and knowing that we couldn't travel, we decided that this was the right time to try to start our family. So I took myself off to the GP and got some preconception blood work done. At the time, I had a Marina IUD. And if anyone doesn't know what that is, it's a contraceptive device that sits inside the uterus. So I needed to have that removed. I had been on and off contraceptives for many years, so I really didn't know much about my cycle, but I was super fortunate that soon after the removal, it returned quickly and it seemed to be quite regular. We were so lucky to conceive within just a couple of months of stopping contraception. And I know that for many families, their experience of conceiving is so different and so challenging So immediately we just felt deeply grateful to be pregnant and so excited. I was actually on a set of night shifts when my period was due and my breasts were super tender and I felt crampy, but this was usually how I felt at the beginning of my period. So I thought, okay, it will start soon. This isn't our month. But a couple more days went by and by that stage, I was a day late. But again, being on night shift, I didn't want to read into it because your body is a little bit all over the place when your sleep cycle is upside down. And I think a little bit of excitement had begun to creep in and I was scared to do a test for it to be negative And then I'd have to go to work another few nights and just swallow my disappointment. So I actually waited until I'd finished that week of work and had some time off. I took a home pregnancy test after Tris had left for work early one morning and I decided to do it alone because I know that Tris was also quietly excited that this was our month to conceive and I didn't want him to have to kind of swallow that news and head off to work for the day. So I just thought, you know, it's probably negative. I'll just do the test and then I'll chat to him about it later. But it was positive and I was so excited. I burst into tears. I think I was a little bit shocked as well. And then I thought, well, this was such a silly idea. Now I'm alone and I have to wait all day for Tris to get home because I didn't want to just call him. So it honestly felt like the longest day ever with just sitting with this news. And when Tris got home, I told him and he was just so excited. 
By five weeks, I started feeling a little bit off, but I knew that in early pregnancy, you don't feel great. So I wasn't surprised at all by the low energy and feeling a little bit queasy. But by six weeks, I started vomiting daily and this got progressively worse with each week that passed. It was a really challenging time and I think that everyone kept saying to me, just get to 12 weeks, it's going to get so much better. You know, you can do this, just get to 12 weeks and it's going to pass. But I think that this 12-week mark was actually my undoing because 12 weeks came and went and just as everyone said it would be passing, my symptoms were actually peaking. To be honest with you, it was at this point that I felt my mental health decline because I just didn't feel like myself. I was vomiting all day, sometimes all night. I had this really icky churning sensation in my stomach that I had to be sort of grazing on a dry cracker all day. If my stomach was empty, then I would begin vomiting. And once I began vomiting, it was really hard to stop. So it was just a really yucky time. And I was definitely struggling more than I cared to let on. I noticed that my mood was pretty flat, pretty low. And, you know, even things like we would go to share our news with uh, someone and I just, I wasn't excited to share, not because I wasn't excited to be pregnant, but I couldn't match their energy. I couldn't match their excitement when they were like, oh my goodness, that's so exciting. You're pregnant. I was like, Yes. Yes, I am. And I just felt like I had to feign excitement because really I was just focused on not throwing up at any given moment. I remember picking something up from the post office, which is a super short walk from our front door and needing to stop halfway and sit on someone's fence and take a breather. The fatigue that I felt in early pregnancy is not like anything I've ever felt before. Even with a newborn, when you're up half of the night, I still think how I felt in those early weeks of pregnancy was more challenging. My arms and legs honestly felt like lead and just the smallest tasks would take up so much of my both physical and emotional energy. There was actually one week around week nine or 10 that I did feel okay. And interestingly, this was the week that I was home at my parents' place and I didn't have any work on and I was just resting and people were looking after me. And it was the only week in that early first trimester where I didn't feel completely awful. And I just think that's really interesting because looking back, I do think that I was pushing myself way too hard and that this was contributing to how I was feeling. At the time, my business looked a bit different to how it does now. I was teaching one-on-one classes on Zoom and I was also working multiple days a week at the hospital. And often I would come home from a shift and then jump onto Zoom with a couple and take them through my birth course. This was way too much for someone who was also vomiting on and off all throughout the day. And yeah, I guess it really started to take its toll. Uh, My partner was absolutely getting the worst of me because I found that I could rise to the occasion, push myself to appear normal all day, and then I'd just be mute and so flat at home. I didn't want to be touched. I wasn't interested in conversation. I just would often go to bed and just lie there. I don't know if this resonates with anyone, but you know when you're so sick that you can't even watch a TV show, you just kind of have to lie there with your eyes closed breathing slowly so that you don't uh, need to go and throw up. 
I also found that my triggers were really bizarre. So the scent of deodorant, soap or laundry smells, as well as things like the fridge and the bin would set me off. And once I started vomiting, I couldn't stop. So I was really touchy. I was like, don't spray that near me, get that food away from me. And it was just a pretty average time. I think as a midwife, I've looked after some incredibly complex pregnancies. And I actually think that this got me into a really toxic headspace of thinking, well, at least I'm not that bad. You know, this is just early pregnancy. You need to just keep pushing. And this headspace combined with the lack of face-to-face care due to the pandemic meant that I was sort of self-managing my pregnancy, which in hindsight is just not okay because you just don't have the same lens on as when you're caring for somebody else. Eventually 16 weeks rolled around and I wasn't okay. I was crying a lot and I was really struggling with the prospect of the vomiting continuing any longer. I remember saying to Tris, like, I just don't know how I'm going to keep going if these symptoms don't start to settle down. I didn't feel like myself at all. You know, all the little things that make up who I am, you know, going for walks, seeing friends. I love, I love work. I love my job. I couldn't really do or enjoy any of that. And so this was really starting to take its toll on my mental health. I went to the GP for a face-to-face visit and straight away she looked at me and said, oh, okay, you don't look so good. And she did my blood pressure and took some bloods and it showed that my iron levels were really low. They had dropped and she was just so kind. And this visit, I think, was really pivotal for me because it was so gratifying. And she just said to me, look, it's okay. Like, we're going to get on top of this. She organized for me to be on a new iron supplement that was more effective. And she actually offered me a mental health plan and really just gave me the TLC that I needed to, I guess, snap out of that headspace of, you know, it's just pregnancy. It's not that bad because that was not serving me at all. And I was not taking care of myself how I should have been. So fortunately for me, by 18 weeks, the vomiting subsided. And by 20 weeks, I felt much more like myself. I didn't end up using the mental health plan, but I took so much comfort knowing that I had it there and that if things didn't improve, that I could go and speak to someone and get some treatment because I definitely was not thriving in pregnancy. If I'm honest, I don't think I ever thrived in pregnancy and I very much want more babies, but I have a lot of fear around what another pregnancy will look like with a toddler and a business and just generally in those early months. However, I feel like when I reflect on my first trimester experience, there are so many things that I can take away from it that help shape what I plan to do differently. So on that note, what are some of the things that I will be doing differently if I'm lucky enough to fall pregnant again? I want to have a big focus on preconception care. So I want my iron levels to be really solid prior to conception and in order to achieve this, I plan to work with a dietitian and a naturopath, as well as my GP, to put strategies into place to build my iron stores and maintain them throughout pregnancy. Because I think that the low iron combined with the nausea and vomiting was what was causing that, you know, really heavy limbed feeling, not being able to walk, feeling breathless, which contributed a lot to me feeling really low and really down. Knowing how much I struggled to prepare food, food preparation was an absolute no-no for me. I couldn't make myself a sandwich without gagging. 
I want to invest in healthy pre-made freezer meals and possibly even ask my friends and family to support us with making food for my daughter and myself during those earlier weeks so that that is something that can be taken completely off my plate. In terms of my business, I will put things in place that allow me to take leave in early pregnancy, things like having a bank of content, employing someone or even people to fill the gaps when I'm off, planning ahead with as much automation as possible. I want to start putting aside a little bit of money to have a little fund for things like acupuncture and pregnancy massage or other treatments possibly a cleaner more regularly at home or babysitting for Poppy or maybe an extra daycare, anything to buffer our family with more support that will allow me to take a more restful approach to those early weeks is going to be so, so beneficial. And being more open to medical treatment, reflecting on my experience, I probably did have HG, hyperemesis gravidarum, And I needed to realize that vomiting all day, fainting and low mood is not normal and that treatments like IV fluids and daily medication probably would have transformed my pregnancy experience into one that was far more manageable. So to finish, I guess I just want to say that I'm not sharing this because I want you to feel sorry for me or because I think that my experience was particularly unique or tough. I know there's so many of you listening in the same boat. I'm sharing because I regret not looking after myself better and not just in early pregnancy, but actually in all aspects of my life at the moment, I'm trying to shift from this busy, busy hustle, hustle vibe to really tuning in and giving myself the love and care that I need in order to thrive in my role as mom and business owner and partner and friend. And I hope that me sharing this little mission encourages you to do the same. So if you liked this episode or just if you think someone in your life will benefit from this message, please share it to your Instagram or your friend's WhatsApp group thread. I would love to hear your thoughts if you have any or if any of this resonates. You can find me on Instagram at birthwithbeth underscore, or you can jump over to my website, www.birthwithbeth.com.au. And while you're there, make sure you grab my free early pregnancy checklist, which is basically your first trimester to-do list to help take the confusion out of this season. Thank you for listening. Look after yourself and I will see you back here soon. If you're hearing this message, then you've listened all the way to the end and maybe you're keen for more. If that's the case, jump over to my website to learn about how I can support you in pregnancy. It's www.birthwithbeth.com.au or check out my Instagram for heaps more educational content. Thank you for being here and I'll see you back here very soon.